I don't know if any of you listeners, and I would like to hear from you because it's always nice to hear from more people who suffer from Our this Twitter affliction. Our Twitter feed is going to be wild. So uh, like a couple of years back, I tweeted something about having like bathroom anxiety dreams or nightmares. And like a few people responded being like, yeah, I have those all the time. Like where like the stall door is too small or won't close or like you're in public or or like other fucking weird shit is happening and like and I have these dreams constantly and so do other people apparently apparently it's just like you either do or you don't have bathroom anxiety dreams and uh, and I think that Iraqi either has bathroom anxiety dreams or he knows about the phenomenon and wants to write about it because Polnareff absolutely is a bathroom anxiety dream haver like 100% and this whole scene of like having to deal with a fucking live pig coming out of the toilet in order to poop is such a bathroom anxiety dream. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Darius Kazemi. I'm Courtney Stanton. And I'm Elizabeth Simmons. Today we're going to be talking to you about toilets. Yeah. So, so many thoughts about toilets. I have a lot of them. Yeah. Well, let's get going. Let's talk about everything that's not toilets first. Um, so I, I actually really like that this episode opens once again uh, with another update in our ongoing series. Joseph Joestar is a terrible traveler. Yeah, he is. Um, he's not open to new experiences. No, and he's nope. racist. He's and he's just racist. racist. <laughs> it's just like, like India, that's a bunch of filthy curry eaters. Yeah, it's like, wow. Well, he, I mean, well, he is British. Iraqi, yeah, Iraqi uh, is yeah. expressing his feelings about British and American tourists through Joseph, and it is working. Yeah, yep. and I'm like, well, you, you, you definitely have that number correct. Yeah, and Abdal and Jodoro are both like, really cool about it. Yeah. You know, they're like, no, this place is great, yeah. you know. I like the sort of experience of like seeing people come into Calcutta and the montage of Calcutta and then Abdul being like, this is great. Like, this yeah. is the energy of Calcutta and right. that is what makes it great yeah. instead of like trying to do this thing of like, no, but it can make you comfortable as like a white like European traveler. Yeah, no. It's like, no. No interest. Mm-mm. And also- yeah, like, it's bonkers and I'm here for it. And then yeah. Joseph is like really put out by being inconvenienced or whatever, by there being so many people. And Jotaro's kind of like, I like it. I Which also, I love. I also think it's weird. Eliz, I think you're the one who brought this yeah. up when we were doing prep. And I think you're completely correct. This is set in like the late 80s, early 90s. And Joseph is coming from- New, New York, York City. Right. 80s New York. 80s New York. Filthy 80s New York. Where like you, they were literally handing out pamphlets to people about like not going outside at night. Like literally. If you can look it up. Ugh, I wish I could remember exactly what it was called, but it was like the evil, like how to avoid the evil city or something. And it wasn't like. I'm just like alarmism. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> you would actually get killed. I remember <laughs> as a kid, both of my parents traveled for various reasons and I would go with them and the like the prep talk like fear-mongering before they took me to New York City <laughs> was a little out there. Um, but like learning how to navigate like cabs and and like the subway don't go to and, Times Square yes and like <laughs> just like don't take anything anyone tries to hand you and like and like just like all this like very intense stuff about like dealing with New York City in like the 80s and early 90s uh, before it got you know Disney-fied 
it feels very hypocritical. Well, it's also like I was expecting. <laughs> so I, because I, of course, as you all know by now, have forgotten everything about Stardust Crusaders, even though I've watched it twice. Um, and so I was expecting, I was like, oh, I feel like I just instinctively assumed that that the Japanese characters would be like more put out by like the contrast between what they were used to in culture. Because like Japanese, you know, society is a lot more like organized yeah um and but no it's joseph and jotaro's like no this is cool joseph is like no i crave the seedy underbelly of Times square (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh yeah i just but yeah so i really appreciate that araki is like i know exactly how i'm going to draw the rich white dude traveling around the world yeah it's good Uh, and he's doing a good job of it I also really like that we get another restaurant scene, so we get everybody correctly appreciating the glory and wonder that is Chai. I also really like Polnareff's food order when he's just like, well, it has to be something that's like worthy of like a gorgeous Frenchman like me. And it has to be gorgeous food yeah. that is worthy of a fr- Like the food has to be gorgeous. And Kaki Wayne's just like, so we can just get anything then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that so this guy's full of shit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And speaking of, Polnareff is headed to the bathroom. Oh yeah, yeah. So now, now we get. Polnareff's <laughs> like, "Where's the John?" This fucking bathroom. <laughs> he's handed. He's handed a stick, like a big walking oh, stick, God. like a cane, and like this is for you to use in the bathroom. Polnareff's like, "What?" And he goes in and he sits down. He's like, "Oh, this is a nice looking toilet." And he sits, which is down. weird. It is surprising that it's like a weird Western style toilet. It is, yeah. A so, yeah, yeah. So Polnareff is like, "Oh, it's 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 what I'm. It's the shape it's that I'm, I'm used, used to. to it's it. fine, yeah." yeah. And then he, and then, and then it, there's a beat, and then he screams and runs out of the bathroom. It's like, what the hell is going on here? And it cuts and shows us that there is a pig's face <laughs> sticking out of the toilet, which is a literal bathroom nightmare. I do want to say, pig toilets are a real thing, but they're but they're not messed up like the one in this. I mean, even the attendant himself in the anime says, you know, well, we constructed this wrong, so it's like pretty unusual. As recently as 2003, 22% of residents of Goa, India, reported regularly using a pigsty bathroom, which is basically if you don't have access to like a municipal sewer system, what you can do is basically dig a hole and uh, and have it go down to a pigsty, and then the pigs take care of the poop, and that's... And that's like the, how the sewage system the, works. Yeah, I, but like when they say like when Darius says dig a hole, it's a deep hole. Yeah, it's like it's no pig shaft. is going to be coming up through that. Right. Shaft. It'd be like, it's not a pig sized like, hole. When we were t- when we were talking about it earlier, <laughs> yeah, a piglet could probably come up. But. The way, but like the way you were talking about it earlier, when you were like, it would be like something coming up like your laundry chute from like a high rise building or like yeah. the garbage. It, it's like it, it's like a long. It's like it's it's a it's like a water uh, it's like it's a, a it's like a toilet pipe it's like a water pipe yeah it's so a it's, sane system right it's not it's not, it's not this. sane in the sanitary sense of the word yeah like literally sane yeah so it's not a thing where they like hand you a stick and they're like well beat the pigs off and then go <laughs> real quick before they come back you know like, <laughs> though that is the kind of thing you might have a nightmare about right yeah. and so yeah it's just definitely a crazy person like this is definitely one of those things where i think Eliz, i think you're completely correct and either it's his thing or or 
Wikipedia hole. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, somebody probably in his life said something like, oh, like yeah, I have those nightmares all the time. Yeah, and he was like, I'm putting this in my notebook. Yeah, yeah. he's like, like, that's going. This on is the gold. Show. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is definitely when I when I whiteboard my next character. This is definitely going to be a bullet point on yeah. one of his personality yeah. quirks. And so that's why it's just like, I mean, everything about Polnareff at some he is point obsessed with bathroom cleanliness and like. Like everything just goes all to the toilets. Like, all the like little logistical is that a French thing? things. Uh, no, no, this okay. is a universal thing. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I just, no, I, no, no. You're, you're the resident expert. I just wanted to check in. No, but, no, this but is that's, not a French but thing. it's like, but I it's, think it's not even like Polnareff, like within the universe, he himself, like he has that, but then also just like Polnareff's narrative where it's yeah. like, you know, he's fight like in the episode The Devil, like the dude he's fighting is hiding in a bathroom stall. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just bathrooms like follow Polnareff through yeah. life. Polnareff is, uh, his destiny is intertwined with toilets. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was, when we were at Anime. <laughs> he was born under a toilet sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we were at Anime Fest, and I don't know if you saw the, oh, yeah. the fan art of Polnareff, like, on a toilet, like smiling, and I he didn't. had all the twinkle art. I was just like, I oh, tweeted it's about so it. I was good. like, this I'm gonna is. Pull it up. I wanted a very I correct. Do like a cosplay of Polnareff, except he's just like sitting in a toilet. I think it should just be a, a, a. I think a cosplay of Polnareff with just like a toilet lid around yes. the shoulders would just be That'd very be correct. But yeah, it just it, that's I don't know. It's just his thing. Uh, but yeah, all Polnareff wants is like a very good, clean bathroom to shit in. Yeah. At any time. That's all he's looking for. Yep. So, of course, after that, he, like, tries to wash his hands and then sees the hanged man stand yeah. in the, the mirror. mirror. And then... And and he's, like... And then he, like, looks behind him and he doesn't see anything. So he's, like, oh, whatever. I'm sure I was just hallucinating. Which is completely ridiculous because he has a stand and he lives in this universe. It's, like, if Harry Potter was, like, doing magic stuff at Hogwarts and then, like saw something weird happen out of the corner of his eye and was like, oh, I'm probably just imagining it. Magic's not real. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> also, it's one of those things where I'm like, Jotaro, did you not talk to Polnareff about, like, all this shit yellow <laughs> that you learned? You? <laughs> I guess not. Uh, the dude they need who you're going after. Having regular meetings. I know. It's like, he's got, all right, so we know, you know he has two right hands, but also did you know that he has a stand that uses mirrors? No, no, silos. Silos of information. <laughs> they do not communicate between departments. I'm just like, I feel like that would be something then that Polnareff would immediately be like, oh, that's a stand in a mirror. By, hmm. or, by the way, this just I just keep getting this confused with my fav- one of my favorite uh, Vento Oreo arcs, which is called Man in the Mirror and is about a similar mirror using is that stand the one guy. with purple haze feedback yes in the video game when you're in the mirror world it reverses your fucking controls <gasps> and it's really bad that is awesome i love when things yeah. do like great earthbound. idea like an earthbound terrible to play when yeah. You're yes yeah when you're mushroomized yeah, yeah. also maybe jodoro did tell polnareff all the stuff but polnareff is so traumatized by having to that's punch pr- a pig in the face that's probably <laughs> honestly that's probably what it is is that he's so weirded out that he's having weird bathroom anxiety reactions to yeah, everything and it's just like oh, i don't know I don't know. No, no. Yeah. Like, get me out of yeah. this bathroom. And so, <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it is. But he, well, no, but doesn't he like run out of the bathroom being like, stand, there's a stand. The second time it comes back. That's right. Yeah. Because it comes back. So it comes, it, he just sees like a hand behind him and then he like looks behind him and he's like, oh, it's nothing, it's fine. Yeah. And then it comes back again and then th- th- that's when he smashes the mirror, mirror with, right, his, with his stand. The hangman is creepy and good. I like the way they animate it. 
it creeps me out. It's a very horrifying yeah. stand. That's, slash. No, it is the stand. Yeah. yeah. And then Polnareff decides to be a fucking idiot and is like, well, now that now that I know where the dude is, he's in this town, the dude I'm going after. So bye. So I'm going to do some man on the street interviews. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I've been on my own this whole time just using you guys to get to this point. So fuck off. Bye. And he's like, I. I and then Polnareff and Avdal have like a Joseph Caesar. Well, fight. first Joseph says his thing. Didn't well, you? no, because it's like they get like he and Avdal get really heated, and Avdal's actually about to like take a swing at it. Yeah, and Joseph catches his hand. Right. Um, yes. And Joseph's like, "Look, now that he's like this, no one can stop him." And I feel like that is a very <sighs> subtle callback to the Joseph Caesar punch fest yep. before Steezer stormed off yep. and got himself killed. But it's a little really bit, sad. it's different, it's interesting that in this episode, it's the person storming off who gets someone else hurt. Well, yes. Because, of, but it's just, yeah. it's just an interesting, yeah, interesting it's an interesting shift that's not the exact same thing, which is yeah. cool. Well, also part of it is, I think. Because he's being selfish. Yes. You know? So he's hurting other people. Yes. And I think Whereas it's also. Caesar was hurting other people by dying. Oh, yeah. Whereas no one would miss Polnareff. So. <laughs> well, I, I also think part of it, though, is that it's like they all, it's clear that they've all spread out and are like looking for Polnareff. Right. To, yeah. like, Why do they keep him. separating? What is wrong with these people? Yeah, well, this is a problem throughout literally all of Stardust Crusaders. Yeah. So, hey, let's break up to cover more ground. No! <laughs> Stop. Uh, you're all stronger together. <laughs> you're a fire type. You're a pointy type. <laughs> you're plot type. Spike type. Yes. Like a spike. Like, just, like, yeah, just like, stop it. Wait, what type is Hakuin? He's like... Tentacle type. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you're range. He's wet type. Yeah, like... <laughs> Moist type. Yeah. The only one who can handle it in solo battle is maybe Jotaro. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Stop it. Fist type. <sighs> Anyway. I like pointy type, though. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we then meet a random new guy named Whole Horse. Whole He's, Horse is great. He, Whole Horse is- We meet him riding towards an, the camera on an elephant with a girl on his on the back. Yeah. So even though he's called Whole Horse, no horse. Yeah, he's clearly meant to be a cowboy. Yeah, and he's he wearing spurs on an elephant. Yep. Not going to work. He's, <laughs> he's just very, like- I've been saying this since the beginning of Battle Tendency. Iraqi really wants to draw men in chaps. Yes. And someday, someday far in the distant future, Iraqi will fulfill his dream of drawing an entire JoJo arc filled with men in chaps. Yeah. Yeah. But at this time, he is still constrained by the rules of society. He can only put one chap situation. Right. We get a whole bunch of backstory for a like what whole, whole horse a whole. Bunch. We get a, we get a bunch of backstory for whole horse. Uh, like he's you know, full force, right? Uh, yes, yeah, he's yeah. supposed to be full force, like the full force squad, uh, who actually did a lot of production for Lisa Lisa, uh, by the way. So wow, oh shit, yeah, I did not know any of that. Yeah, the full force crew. Well, well, now they're a cowboy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, now they're like a really shitty cowboy. Yeah. Uh, which is yeah. like, this is, and see, this is what I expect from Iraqi. I expect Iraqi to take something like a fucking good, the bad, and the ugly Clint Eastwood trope and be like, this guy's a lovable piece of shit. Yeah. And you're going to see all the seams 
right. this trope, and he's going to be from really the beginning. obvious about it. Yes, yeah. and so we're going to see what's behind yeah. the the trope, and and that's like that's page yeah. one. Yeah, because like you start off, he starts off with this this girl who is like begging him to marry her, and he is just so like. It's so obvious that he's manipulating her. Yeah. yeah, but it's like there's no lit and there's yeah. a sunset, but there's no and, facade. But it's right. so it's funny. Like, but also, she's right. sixteen and in love. So, right. But know. it's so funny because you get like five minutes yeah. where he's like, "I'll just return from yeah. time to time to hold you like this, but I have to stay away because I love you so much." Which is hilarious. He gets to choose scenery, basically. Oh yeah, and it's like, and you're just watching. The, I remember the first time watching this, I was like fucking really what am i watching really? right also what, also what we don't even know this, this guy's name yeah. for yeah. the first you know and then he like gets back up on first of all also his first two lines to her are total shit he's like get down from here and walk yourself home like and yeah. you're like what and then when <laughs> walk he meets, of shame and yeah. then when he meets up with jay guile in a second he's just jay, doesn't jay guile like like say something about he just the like girl? he's like i don't give a fuck him. i don't give yeah a fuck. and he's like yeah, i know he's like she's an easy mark she's easy to manipulate I like I know I know so whole bitches right and yeah. Jay yeah. Guile are in a relationship yeah <laughs> yeah basically they're of companions yeah if they were in Mentor Oreo they oh. would be in a relationship oh, yeah. but and this but is because again, this is Stardust yeah. Crusaders it's a little bit less aesthetically gay yeah and it's also clearly like a Rocky went through his notes before doing Mentor Oreo and was like oh right that team up yeah what if it was all team up. Right. What but if yeah, it was this all is all team ups and they were all kissing. Right. This is our first stand user team up that we yeah. see. I mean for bad guys, for evil yeah, stands. Yeah. And I think that's why Whole Horse doesn't irritate me at all. Yeah. Even no, though he's same. like a turd. Because it's just like, look at this turd. So, yeah, you yeah. know? He's, he's an obvious turd. Such camp. Like there yeah, are, 100% camp. There are some fan theories that um Whole Horse was supposed to be a another like a lost Stardust Crusader. Like he's like the the missing, you know, crusade. Sixth, sixth yeah, crusader. Uh, which I think is sort of interesting. I mean, yeah. it, it, I can I can understand that because of all the villains who aren't Dio, Whole Horse gets the most consistent backstory and characterization. Yeah, and he, we see him a lot. Yeah, he's yeah Whole Horse. Like, unlike most stand spoiler users, alert, spoilers, we'll see Whole him. Horse is going to come back over and over and over again. See, but to me, Whole Horse is just one of those characters I think Araki liked keeping around and liked because he's right, fun, right? Like drawing so, Dio in the in yeah. Phantom Blood. He's just like yeah, it's just fun to draw yeah. this guy. Yeah, and it's like I, I'm sure he's fun to write for. I'm sure he's a lot more fun to write for than some of the other shit he was working with. And yeah. so it's like. It just feels more Iraqi. Except, okay, but the problem with Whole Horse is that Whole Horse depresses me because Whole Horse <laughs> is like the prototype for two truly wonderful JoJo's Bizarre Adventure characters from later arcs. Uh, Mista from Venta Oreo, who also has a bullet stand, but it's way better. And yes. Gyro, who is also a... Cowboy. Cowboy, but like way gayer and way more gender. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh and probably a little shittier. <laughs> oh yeah. Well Gy- Gyro is He's a shitty boy. He's complicated. He's because, complicated. Because later yeah. on the characters are actually yeah, real yeah. people. Yeah, they change yeah. over time. But he's certainly but he's, when he's introduced, he's definitely a shitty uh, a, I mean, a, a, a shitty boy. Anyone yeah. anyone wearing a set of gold fronts that say Gogo's a Pelle on them. <laughs> Do not talk shit. <laughs> 
Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, know. I mean, come on. I know. Yeah. But, but, uh, but anyway, so it just makes me think, like, how amazing would it be if we had an anime? Yeah. <sighs> if you, when, oh, when you I see, want animated Mister so bad. When you see the uh, the sort of current day Iraqi drawings for Jajolian of Stardust Crusaders characters, he has one of Whole Horse that looks, looks exactly like Jairo yeah. Zapelli from Steel yeah. Ball Run. So. It's neat, again, to sort of see the beginnings of stuff. Another thing that is interesting about Whole Horse is that he's pantomiming a lot of things that Polnareff in particular actually believes. Like, all of Whole Horse's, like, pageantry around being chivalrous is stuff that Polnareff actually subscribes to right. as a person. Yeah. Even though Whole Polnareff Horse is not French. No. And even though Polnareff also is obviously capable of acting really shitty, like, Polnareff has, a, like, a moral code that he follows, whereas Whole Horse does not right. at all. Whole no. Horse would not... Voluntarily burned to death. No. Because it no. was honorable. Oh, absolutely not. Whole horse has no honor. Right. No. And so when like That's whole... the difference. Yeah. I think that's the they're both pad they both have pageantry, but only one of them has honor. And so when Whole Horse and Polnareff end up facing off against each other, they end up acting really similarly. It's really they funny. they actually say the same thing to each other. They they, they talk yeah. in synchronization. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a whole like bit and it's yeah. good. Yeah. And they're very I mean, they're kind of built the same. They're both, you know, white guys and you know, it's just very Anyway, uh, you can ship them if you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but and, they're, they're two sides of the same coin. Yeah. And I really I I like I like that kind of yeah. villain protagonist yeah. pairing. And Whole Horses stand is a gun, or we think it's just a gun, but then it turns out his his stand is also that he can move the bullets that come out of the gun. Right. Yeah. But they're not sentient. No, they're not. They're not sentient. Unlike, they don't unlike certain good boys from, ask, from Italy. They can't ask for snacks. No. Uh, and that's, by, by the way, for those of you who uh, have read Vento Aureo, this is not a spoiler because it's just a dumb fan theory that, of mine. But, uh, <laughs> but my my dumb fan theory is that um, Whole Horse is actually Mista's dad. I've actually seen that on the internet. I think. Okay, well, I I, think I, it's a fan I, I I came to this conclusion independently. It 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 makes sense. We never see Mista's dad. Right? Yeah, yeah, we don't. So I think uh, my yeah, my okay. my theory is that but... Whole Horse was was doing his you know knocking people up in various. Sure. countries of the world and one of them happens to be Italy and that's Mista's uh But doesn't you know. Mista have a lot of siblings? Yeah, but maybe they're half siblings. He's a, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. he's a broken home. That's why he lives yeah, a life true. of crime, right? Yeah, that's just like all of the <laughs> All of the Ventorio boys. boys. Oh, yeah. so Our orphan boy I band. Love them. So, Polnareff is about to die because he underestimated Whole horse. Right. Yeah. Uh, it turns out yes, guns generally are more powerful than and apparently, swords. Apparently like Polnareff has like some doesn't Whole Horse say to him, like, oh, yeah, Dio told me that you underestimate yeah. your enemy. Yes. And that is kind of a callback to Dio talking about how he's afraid that he's going to underestimate the Joe Stars. Yeah. The whole thing. And so then suddenly Avdol swoops in and saves Polnareff's life. Literally yeah. takes a bullet yeah. for Polnareff. Yeah. Well, no, no. First he, like, just pushes yes, him out of he, the way. But he, but he then he does takes take a that bullet. Yes. Bullet. Yeah. Um, Even though the bullet goes past him. It comes back and he takes it. It like yeah. boomerangs around because they're standing there talking and then <laughs> the bullet comes back. It's a little. And then he also gets stabbed by Jay Guile. Yeah, because right. Jay Guile well. can appear in. Any reflective surface. Yeah, yeah, so he appears in a puddle and stabs him. Yeah. And then Avdol fucking dies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it's Polnareff's fault. It's totally Polnareff's fault. And he dies fault. in. Or Kaki Wing comes over or finally finds them and like he's like holding Avdol and is like. It's really sad, and then we see Polnareff like 
being shitty as being hell. super shitty. And he's he facing away, away from the camera and he's just like, that guy got what he deserved. Yeah, that's what you get for meddling in other people's vendettas or whatever. And he starts crying. Kakumin is like, you're being such a dick. What the hell? And then he sees tears dripping onto the ground. Yeah. It's such a Lisa Lisa yeah. moment. It's good. And then I like that. Get, like, well, I like that Araki was just like, these story beats worked really well in Battle yeah. Tendency. And I'm just going to bring them back and yeah. do them again. Yeah. And it's fine. It's great. It's a remix, but it's like a really yeah. good remix. Yeah. And I also really like the amount of ugly crying. Yeah, see on Vulnerable. Yeah. So yeah, I appreciate again that it's like we're gonna like take a little bit of time and just hang out with Avdal being dead and weep over that. Yeah, because yep. it's fucking sad. It's sad. Yeah. Um, and that's where the episode ends. Yeah, and so and it's so a, this is a, that it's the two parter. So yeah, it is a two parter. So uh, we are going continuing. to yeah we will come back to this fight in the next episode. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Avdal. Bye. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's such yeah. a downer. It's yeah, like no, yeah. I mean, we're so this is our first two parter. Yeah. So like, I mean, it's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing compared to Caesar dying. You know, no. Like, no, but no, no, no. Uh, there's no like opera music playing. Well, it's not a romance, yes. right? It's yeah. just, but yeah, it's also it's like Avdol dies in the street, yeah. Yeah. saving Polnareff. Yeah. yeah, and then it's like to be continued. And yeah. So it's like, right. come back next week. We'll talk more. About fighting Whole Horse and and Jake yeah. Isle. And now avenging Abdul. And yeah, right. now it has to happen. Yeah. Right. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Well. Yay, Whole Horse. That, yeah, yay, Whole Horse. Yay, Whole Horse. Thank you for oh, listening yeah. to this suddenly very dour episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, JoJo will fuck you up. I know, right? That's why well, it's least, so good. Yeah, it's, like one, it's one, a minute, there's, one minute, there's a pig in the toilet and the next minute after dead. dead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the life. I mean that's Describe life, right? That's life, life generally. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. Thank you. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Aura Aura, Oregon at Stream PDX Mobile Podcast Studio. Thank you to the folks at Stream PDX and Open Signal. Our music is the Freakout Experiment by Tobias Weber. You can follow us on Twitter at Explain JoJo or find us on the web at explainjojo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to iTunes and leave us the kind of review that Polnareff would leave for a clean bathroom.